Welcome in another episode of You've Been Watching, the behind-the-scenes podcast with the behind-the-scenes people, because the behind-the-scenes people have the best opinions you never hear. I'm Eric Torsh, back <laughs> and uh, recovering with his cyborg leg is Brian Morton, who took a little hiatus. Guten Tag. Yes, yeah. I did. I'm I, more machine than man now. Oh, good God. If, you're, if your eye turns red, I'm running. That's I've, been waiting, I've been waiting to say that for yeah. years now. Yeah, you're, you're, you're working your way up to RoboCop. He's got to do it in installments. <laughs> got a knee. Ooh, RoboCop. That's another one we'll bring up in a later episode. You know how episode. expensive it is to become RoboCop? I'm sure it's very pricey. I'm sure it's very pricey. And I don't know what the Cumulus HMO looks like. But <laughs> we they'll can, never cover that. Yeah, they'll never cover that. <laughs> um. Today we're going to talk about a movie that we both really liked. Uh, it's The Gray Man. Just came out on Netflix. You, you of course, do way more deep dive than I do. There are books and there's stories oh, yeah. behind all this. And you said you just purchased your first one. So once you get around to reading that, and I'm sure I'll read it too, well, we'll talk about it. But for now, we're talking about this movie, The Story of the Gray Man. Ryan Gosling is this elite-level agent who is recruited He's spending a little bit of time in prison. It's explained why throughout the movie. And Billy Bob Thornton, his handler, recruits him to become the gray man, one of these people who's going to do the dirty work of the CIA pretty much indefinitely. You're joining this for life. Uh, and he, you know, he, he, he commits an assassination and realizes that the people he's working for aren't necessarily the right people to be working for. And we, we get this long, drawn-out journey of the bad guys trying to stop him and Let's be honest, it's it's the Ryan Gosling movie. No one's going to be able to stop him. But the, the big <laughs> surprise to me was the main villain in this, Chris uh, Chris Evans, who's Captain America and all that, really played a great villain. I really hated him in this oh, movie. Oh, man, he's one of the best movie villains in years. And a lot of it's because of that cheesy mustache. That, that, that it trash It makes you hate stash. him more, yes. <laughs> the trash stash. It leans Lloyd. I loved that line. Like the 70s porn stash is horrible. It was bad. <laughs> But it makes you hate him all the more. It's like, yeah. And and he's evil, and he's very good in this. So it's like, I wasn't sure Chris Evans was a really good actor because he's Captain America, and he's been the Human Torch. So it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, okay, he can do the hero thing, whatever. He plays the psychotic villain amazingly well. Oh, and they bring him in, and perfect. Like, the first time you see him, he's just torturing the heck out of a guy and in the middle of it says hold on and he takes a phone call and starts eating very casually it's like wow this is a person that has no yes. good side to him it's all rotten across the board and it's just a great it's a great match for ryan gosling who when they when i heard about this movie i'm like oh, okay that'd be cool and then they the first trailer came out and i'm like ryan gosling is a action hero i said the same thing like, and no. and i watched the trailer and i'm like okay i i I'll buy into it. I think I think you probably could have switched the roles. I think Chris Evans makes way more sense. When I first saw it, Chris Evans, yeah. Chris Evans is the action guy and all that. Ryan Gosling is like that like kind of smart ass villain. Okay, I, I'm there for it. And then I watched this movie and I was like, holy cow, Ryan Gosling is an action person. He's awesome. Yeah. This guy is awesome. And I thought the same thing. It's like, no, Ryan Gosling, this is going to be awful. And everybody's telling, oh my God, it's so good. Oh, you've got to watch it. And so I sort of begrudgingly sat down and went, I'll see what this is, and I'll go, yeah, whatever. It was an action movie. And from the very first setup, the very first scene when he's in a, a Hong Kong casino yeah. or nightclub or whatever it New really Year's is. Party. Yeah, New Year's. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my God. And you're sucked in immediately into this world, and you immediately buy that Ryan Gosling is this guy. He's oh. like, this is amazing. This guy's the coolest. And I'm never a Ryan Gosling fan. I couldn't tell you another Ryan Gosling movie. I like him in certain things. There are movies he's been in that, like, there are like uh, the 
Crazy Stupid Love, he plays a very ladies' man, like, smart-ass kind of character. And he's great in that. He's perfect in it. He plays character great. But, yeah, the same thing. When I heard action, I'm like, that's not Ryan. Like, that's not his yes. wheelhouse to be in. No, he's the pretty boy that your wife really wants to see. He's the rom-com guy who's a very good actor and all that. And I completely agree. And that that uh, this movie had action across the board. But to me, one of my favorite scenes in it was... Him, when he's going to like to kill the guy, he walks through about five of them and he takes them all out very quietly. And it's yeah, like, from behind. that's super cool because it shows you like he's he's way ahead of everybody else. And I like it. But also it shows you that he's not just a robot because in order to kill the guy originally, he would have had to have killed the kid. And he's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, he has. I have morals. I'm you know, I'm not some hardened killer. You guys think I am. I'm I'll yeah, do my job. Differentiated him immediately. And then when you see the Chris Evans character. You immediately know he's the reverse of Ryan Gosling. They're in the same universe. They're morally opposite of each other, which makes the conflict even better to me. Yeah, which and that's that's made clear very early on when they're trying to catch the Gray Man. Uh, Chris Evans kidnaps his handler's you know niece. Yeah. and takes her for her hostage, and that's kind of what sets it off. He's like, all right, well, I got to go get her. I can't leave her because he has a special bond with her, which is like I said, explained through the movie. But that's actually one of the parts of the movie that I really liked was that. Uh, Ryan Gosling, Billy Bob Thornton, who plays his handler, and the the young girl. That relationship, because you could tell those two people were family to him. Like you see them interacting. And yeah. Him and Billy Bob Thornton interact like they really are, like very close. You know, almost like a father son relationship. And you see it throughout. He'll do anything he can to keep those two safe. And I liked that because it, it, it sets up for he's not as far gone as like you know as like Chris Evans. Well, and it gave you, it gives the viewer an attachment to them. Yeah. They're I, I'm not usually a Billy Bob Thornton fan either. I'm not either. That's... And the little girl, my wife recognized her from a sitcom we used to watch, American Housewife, I think it was called, okay. which is it's like, oh, that's that girl from, was like, I didn't, I was like, I've seen her somewhere, but I didn't know from where. I knew her from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But she because plays the, character. the three of all, the three of them together, now I care about these people. And because I care about Ryan Gosling, I care about the little girl. Now I want him to save the little girl. You You become engrossed in it. And- Chris Evans is so evil, you have to stop him, and you mm-hmm. become you become involved in the movie. It's not that's how to me that's a good movie. If I become sucked in, now I'm attached to these people, and I want to see the good guy win, as opposed to just. I like John Wick. I was never attached to John Wick. It was never he must win in this one. I felt like you got to save the little girl. What are you doing? You know. <laughs> and I think that's what it was. Is this is John Wick, where his purpose of why he's doing all this makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and I, and I agree with you on that. Um, my wife actually noticed someone else. The uh, the main I have to look up his name here because I don't want to I don't want to get it wrong. Uh, Ray Jean Page, who plays the Danny Carmichael, who's the head of the CIA. Oh and, yeah, 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 from uh, Bridgerton. He's from Bridgerton. Yeah, my wife noticed that very quickly. But he's another guy who like obviously he can't be the villain because he can't match up with Ryan Gosling. In the same way Chris Evans can. Yeah. But he's another guy who you're sitting there and throughout the movie, I'm going, I wonder how they're going to kill you at the end of this because that needs to happen. Yes. And I, I won't spoil anything for you, but I, I'm sitting there going, that needs to happen. Like, if you even if you catch Ryan Gosling, he needs to get through all of you to you and make this very, very rough on you. Yes. And the girl that was his assistant or. Well, they had the Harvard protege. connection. Yeah. Yes. The same thing. It's like I all I knew about him was like he was in Bridgerton and women like to look at his butt. And it's like, okay, this is nice. But <laughs> halfway through the movie, it's like, yeah, this guy can't be killed fast enough and I want to punch him myself now. <laughs> yeah. I I was a hundred percent with you. Uh it's it, it really was one of those movies where 
you'd see an, as it as it started, like we said, that the the Bangkok, uh, we'll call it New Year's party because I don't know what it. Yeah, really I don't was. either. And but after that, I'm like, wow, that's some that's that like right there, the fight in the uh, the fight in the fireworks and all that. That's a great action sequence. I, where are you going? And it never ramped back down. It no, it sets it up immediately with that sequence. And then it sets up the whole why this is happening when he kills the mark mm-hmm. in the first thing. And then it builds from there into this layers of deception and who's behind what and who's doing what and who's trying to control power and why. Yeah. It's it's way better than I thought it would be. And it's a, that's why I'm really looking forward to reading the book. Yeah. It's like, let's see how, how layered it gets in this story when you can tell it without... The you know the confinement of a budget. Now the question I have to ask you is because you saw the movie first. When you read this book, is it Ryan Gosling in your head? The oh, entire absolutely, time? Okay. absolutely. Yeah, I I, uh, I I showed you. You saw it the other day. I bought a book. I I am fascinated with the West and all that. And Doc Holliday and Wyatt oh, Earp. Yeah. I think they're great. And I bought the book on Tombstone, like the actual facts of what happened. And I started reading it the other day. And Aaron's like, "Do you, are you liking that book?" I'm like, "I'm loving it. I'm seeing Val Kilmer and uh, Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell the entire time." <laughs> yes. She goes, "Really?" I was like, "Had I read this book first, because there are pictures in there, uh, like uh, in the middle of it, I probably could have pictured those guys. But because I've seen Tombstone so many times, that's all I'm seeing are those. Oh, two absolutely, right they are those characters because this is a great movie." I'm reading Born Identity right now, and written in 75, like 30 years before the movie, I still just see Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and don't, I don't have a problem with it, because, you know, to me, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I, can, I can picture it. And this. it's almost like it's a, it's a movie you're familiar with, but a new way of telling that movie. There's different details, there are different characters, but it's almost in your mind, it's, it's the movie you like. In a different, slight variation, which I kind of enjoy. Yeah, you have the freedom to be able to change, you know, what people, how you see yeah. people if you want. I get, yeah, I'm, I completely agree with that. Um, so we have a new ranking system and I want to get to it. But before we before we get to that, I do have to ask, because like I said, this movie starts off so great and ramps and ramps and ramps. And you never really get the steady decline. Even that, I, I wanted a little more out of that last fight between him and Evans. It was still a great fight. Yeah. And it was the kind of fight you expected because... Gosling was going to do it the right way. Evans, two minutes in, stops playing by the rules they set up because he, you know, he knew he couldn't do it. And it, but it's still ramped up, ramped up, ramped up. Is there like when you think about this movie? Is there an action scene that sticks out to you? Is like that one was the best one. Uh, when he's handcuffed to the bench, that was mine. It's like the handcuffed Absolutely. to the bench is like because <clears throat> I heard I had heard before that somebody on uh, reviewing it on the air said, "Oh yeah, you got to watch the handcuffed to the bench scene is amazing." And I went, "How the hell do you do a?" an action scene when you're handcuffed to a bench. And then when it happened, it was like, this may be the best action sequence I've seen in a long time because he's handcuffed to the bench. All the actions taking place around him. He really isn't involved till the end of the whole sequence, but it's so like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Even to the point where Chris Evans isn't even in the scene. And the line that stuck to me the whole movie was, would somebody kill that guy handcuffed to the bench? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that, that was going to be what I said. is it, 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 He really is, and he's got a couple times he's shooting, but for the most part of that scene, he's reaching under the bench to try to get the yeah. gun. And they're shooting of, around him, keeping yeah. him from grabbing the gun. And, and like you said, Chris Evans says, how hard is it to shoot a guy attached to a bench? Yeah. And you're, you're Apparently sitting, very. But you're sitting there, you're watching this, and you're, you're fully in believing it, and then he says that line, and you immediately go, yeah, how hard is it? Walk around. <laughs> yeah. Yes, nobody on the other side of this bench. Yeah. So uh, I did like that one, and it, it, it kind of tailed into it. Uh, I thought the train 
one, the train fight. I consider that all part of the, the same scene because it, it, it was, builds into the train. And you're right, the train scene is amazing, too. It's very cool how they did it. They like It was one of those ones where I literally was watching, and I'm like, that bench scene, that's not going to get topped. And then the train scene happens, and I'm like, holy cow. I didn't think they would top anything after the plane at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, the plane it's, scene was very good. It's I, like, oh, my God, how do they top this? And it's like, oh, they did. And, well, okay, this is the end of it. And it's like, even... Even at the end, if it felt a little lackluster, like you said, when Chris Evans' character finally meets his match, and then it keeps going for a while because you have to wrap up with the big bads who are still mm-hmm. alive, who I assume will continue into the next movie. Yeah. But it still felt like, yeah, Chris Evans should have been saved for last. He's the real bad guy. He should have the worst death at the end. That's the movie rule. The yeah. worse you are in the movie, the harder your death is at the end. And it's like they sort of, I, I suppose it was more realistic. But it was, it was still, you know, yeah, he has to die. Yeah. Well, and it was, <laughs> it, it was, it was the powers that be realizing there's a way this needs to shape out, so that, you know, because you are far more useful to us than he is, so we're going to make sure that happens. Yeah. In in I don't want to. It was very good, but it also sets up the thing of I told you I was like, it was such a good combination of those two together that. I don't know where the villain go. I don't know who the villain can be from here because you don't want a, a carbon copy of Chris Evans. Someone comes in and tries to be the next worst guy, but he's just doing the Chris Evans impression. But it's like you kind of need that guy because he was a perfect copy. Yeah, you have to have somebody that'll match him in a different way or maybe top that in a different way. Mm-hmm. Some Another psychopath, sociopath, they kept calling him. Yeah, yeah. All right, so like I said, we have a we have a new rating system because if you listen to this show at all when we decide how we like movies it's between you and i will usually i I say i'm gonna go see that in theaters or you'll say i'm good to wait until it comes out on tv if that's not for you so the way we're gonna do this is it's a now this is on netflix so our options are limited (laughs) but we're gonna treat it as though it's gonna get the big theatrical release and all that it's uh if you ranked this movie do you rank it i'm going to see that in theaters i'm waiting to stream it or i can wait till it's on tnt when I saw the trailer and I heard about it, I was fine waiting till it was streaming. Okay. And even then, it was like, I'll get to it eventually. After seeing it, and now knowing the sequel, like, yeah, I'm, I would go to the theater to see this movie. This was such an amazing action movie. It's like, oh, definitely need to see that on a big screen mm-hmm. with the big, you know. And it wasn't, it wasn't a Tom Cruise-like movie where it was all these amazing stunts. It was just very small, almost John Wick-esque fights. But it, they were done... On a bigger scale, the plane, the train, yeah. the car chases, you know, even when he's in the villa fighting with the gun through the end, it becomes this big thing with the his girlfriend or a partner helping him one direction. He's going the other direction. It became a big action scene, but not jumping stunts and flying around. They're just running through and fighting each other. But it's still a huge action scene. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and, but I agree with you. Unlike like. Those top or uh, the Tom Cruise Mission Impossible movies, those are fun. They're popcorn. They're summer fun movies, and they're they're cool to see. But the thing I liked about this is, like John Wick, to me, a great action movie is one where I can watch it, and at no point do I realize, well, that's not Ryan Gosling. That's not Ryan Gosling. You can tell it almost. You could almost believe Ryan Gosling did everything you see in front of you. Yeah, minus the train, obviously. And the unbelievable becomes believable to me. Exactly. You don't see the CGI cut. You don't see the. That's clearly not 
either of those guys. Yeah. You'd honestly believe in that last fight that Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling got into that fountain and started just beating the crap out of each other. <laughs> yes. And it, it's very believable. And and that to me makes it even better because it, it does like you said, it doesn't take me out of the illusion yes. of what I'm watching. Yes. Even the big stuff, the train scene, the plane scene didn't take me out of it to make me think, well, this is fake because it's done. It's not done on that grandiose scale of mm-hmm. I have to climb on the outside of the plane and hold on to it. It's it's all done in a believable way, and he seems to be panicking through the whole thing. Yeah. Where Tom Cruise always seems to me like, well, I know the stuntman's coming in any minute. I'll be fine. And he just sort of acts his way through it. Yeah. I no. never believe Tom Cruise is in danger. <laughs> I believe Ryan Gosling might get sucked out of that plane and die, and then the movie's over oh, when he doesn't 20 have minutes. A shoot. Yeah, when he doesn't have a shoot. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I get exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. This is a, in the theater one. Uh, I'm not ashamed to say that this movie's been out for about three weeks, and I've seen it about five times. I'm planning to watch it again. Yeah. I just have to wait for my wife to either be in the mood or be out of the house because she's like, I, she doesn't like to watch things multiple times. <laughs> Aaron's the same way, and I got her, she watched it twice. So it shows you this is a very good movie. Bev might because she really liked Chris Evans in this. She hates the Captain America movies, yeah. not a fan of the, the comic book stuff in general. But even she went, he's really good in this. And it, it was at the end, semi-spoiler, it's at the end when it's the almost the final battle. Three of his minions are killed, and he actually stops and kicks them and curses them for failing and shoots one of them again, even though he's dead. Bev went, wow, he is a sociopath. <laughs> the, uh, the, the part where Aaron really enjoyed and realized it was it just showed you how self-involved he was, was uh, a little bit after that, they're chasing after, and Ryan Gosling and the girl jump in the water. And Billy Bob Thornton stays behind to try to take out as many as he can before he, you know, before he goes on. And he he rolls over and says, dumbass, and he has he has the grenade. grenade. And Chris Evans, instead of doing what anyone else would do and running, takes the time to insult him by calling him a douche and then jumping in the water. Well, he pulled a guy in front of him. But what I'm saying is most people wouldn't have said anything. They would have just turned and jumped. He is so much involved in himself that he's like, I have to put this human being down first. Yes. And yes, I I completely. Now, if Bev was such a fan, does that mean that like next week we're going to see you with white pants and a trash stash? (laughs) Well, I've had the the mustache and beard since uh, I was about 20. Okay. And a, a complete aside, I shaved them off one time. Uh, with our fifth anniversary, I decided Bev's never seen me without a mustache at all. So I went in, didn't tell her anything, completely shaved clean. And when I walked out, there was a shriek in our living room. Oh my God, what did you do? <laughs> and I grew the mustache back immediately and it's not going anywhere. Okay. So so it might turn into a trash dash at some point if yeah. I decide to become a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be more worried if you show up in white pants, but that's just me. <laughs> I spill too much food to ever wear white. Yeah. All right. Well, if you listen to this, we gave you the review that we uh, we think is best. This is a go. This I mean, again, it's on Netflix, so you have to stream it anyway. But this is one of those movies where you don't want to wait too long. No, this is a must see movie. It, this is a great movie. Absolutely worth seeing it. Uh, and uh, next week, Brian, we're gonna do we're gonna stick with this uh, action theme thing. We're we're gonna kind of talk about the evolution of action because you know I, I go back to about the '80s. You go back. Let's be honest, a little further than me. <laughs> but we, we, we've talked about it and how action has changed throughout the years, and I kind of want to break it down and uh, see if there's a common theme that maybe we can see where it goes from, from sure. here. Or it, it was one genre, in our opinion, just better than the rest kind of thing. So we're definitely going to do that. Uh, this is You've Been Watching. Brian Morton, always appreciate it. I'm here. Thank you. <laughs> I'm Eric Present. <laughs> Present. Present and accounted for. Uh, I'm Eric Dorsch. We'll talk again soon.